Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Pottersville International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. So this morning, we'll be starting a series. And it's titled what? Like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said it's titled what? Like Jesus. Like Jesus. Uh, please, I want you to be relaxed this morning. Because there are certain insights that we're going to be drawing from what? The life of Jesus. Wow. Say what? Like Jesus series. What are those things that are peculiar to Jesus that we need to bring out? That will minister to you and I. But this morning, there are so many things that are particular, peculiar to our Lord Jesus Christ. One of them is a loving father. One of them is what? Submission. One of it is perseverance. But this morning, I will be starting the series. And we're going to take it over the next four Sundays. Please, I want to beseech you. Don't miss any of the any of the next four Sundays, because there are certain things that will reveal that you know that you can no longer be ordinary. Amen. Brethren, you can no longer be ordinary. Amen. So I will start this morning by asking a very simple question, Sister Stella. No, don't be surprised. I want to ask you a question. For you, who do you look like? Your mother. Your father or your grandparents? Yes. My grandma. Your grandma. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because, uh, who do you look like? If you look at your parents, if you look at your siblings, who do you look like? My dad. Fantastic. And I know people will be surprised. None of you, I don't think there is anybody here that have seen any of my parents. I look like my mom. So much like my mom. Now, the question is, and where I'm going this morning is, most of us can actually date our physical likeness or look to either our parents or our grandparents. And I remember what Sister Taylor just said when we gave birth to Tophony. When my dad came, the first thing he went, he did was he went to him, brought out his fingers, brought out his feet, looked at them, and he looked at me, he said, this is truly a son of the Uri Monoes. And my wife was like, ah, where is this coming from? And he said, there is something that is peculiar to all the Uri Monoes. The fingers are always long. Even at birth, they are always very big, sort of. He said, the moment I looked at that, I knew, Femi, this is your son. And I laughed. Right, right? And there is this saying, no, there is this saying that a lion will never give birth to a goat. Never. We'll be looking at what? Living a life of obedience like Jesus. How do I mean? If you look at the relationship between the father and the son, which is the relationship between Jesus and his father, it's strictly based on one thing. It's based on what? Obedience. How do I know this? Please, multimedia, can you help me open to the book of John chapter 6, verse 38? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you open to 
John chapter 6, verse 38. I'm going somewhere this morning. John chapter 6, verse 38. And another person can help us look at John chapter 4, verse 34. Please go ahead. John 6, 38. For I have come down from heaven. For I came down from heaven. Not to do my own will. Not to do my own will. And purpose. And purpose. But to do the will and purpose of him who sent me. But to do the will and the purpose of him that sent me. One. Can we look at John chapter 4 verse 34? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said, go ahead, man. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. God bless you, man. accomplish and completely finish his work. Hallelujah. Jesus said what? He said, my food. Please, what is the meaning of food? Why is he saying food? What satisfies you? What satisfies you? But I want you to know that what Jesus is saying here, he said, my food. Food is the nutrient that we need to survive. Yes. It means that there is a limit to which our body can go without food. Mm -hmm. So, meaning that food is what he needs to survive, then food becomes his purpose. Mm -hmm. Ma, you write that, I have come from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him that sent me. That means we can deduce this morning. That the life purpose of Jesus is to live the life of obedience to his father. He said, my will is to do what? My purpose is what? To do the will of him that what? That sent me. What does it mean to do the will of God? We are going to be looking at certain inferences. And I'm trying to rush because of time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We'll be taking from 1 John chapter 2. Then I will read from verse 3 to 7. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. Praise the Lord. First John chapter 2, verse 3. Can we read together? It says, This is how we are sure that we have come to know Him by seeking His command. Please, do you have another translation? Anybody with another translation? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. First John 2, 3. Praise the Lord. Please go ahead, man. And we can be sure that we know him. If we obey his commandment, God bless you, man. And go ahead, man. This is how we may descend. God bless you, man. That we are coming to know him. God bless you, man. His commandment. Yes. Brethren, he said, now by this. What does it mean? Now by this means now. now the proof, the evidence that we are going to know that we know him. That means knowing God is about what? Relationship with God. He said, now by this. Meaning that the proof, the evidence of what that, that, we, that we need to have to know him, to have a relationship with him, is by what? Keeping his commandment. Yes. And what does keeping commandment mean? It means obeying him. Right. Brethren, that is why this morning, I can boldly tell us, obedience is the proof that shows that truly we have a relationship with God. Brethren, obedience is the means by which we know that truly 
We have what? A relationship with the Father. What am I saying this morning? Can we just quickly look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17? Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. And I'm drawing inferences from the Bible. Because of our time, I will paraphrase. This was when man was in the garden. And Jehovah God commanded man, saying, For every tree of the garden, thou may freely eat. Verse 17. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that shall eat of it, you shall surely what? Die. Brethren, here, he's not talking about what? Physical death. He's talking about spiritual death. One thing I want to point out here is, even from the very beginning of creation, when mankind was in the Garden of Eden, one thing that God expected of us from the beginning is what? Obedience. This is what I've given you, and this is what you should do. So it then tells us something. When it comes to God, obedience is not about following rules. It's not about saying, this is what you should do. This is not what you should do. It's about what? Having relationship with Him. Obedience is the means by which we have fellowship and relationship with God. Because obedience is crucial. That is why God intentionally told the man, Thou shalt not eat of this very fruit. Brethren, in, in life, there are some things that I've, I've come to understand. The life of obedience is a life of fellowship with the Father. Whereby the life of disobedience is a life of separation from the Father. How do I know this? Let's look at the life of Jonah. Jonah, all of a sudden, was, was told to go to what? Nineveh. But what happens to him? He decided to go to Tashish and he found himself in the belly of his of his disobedience. God gave him a second chance. I stand this morning to tell us that Jesus' priority for obedience to the will of the Father is strictly based for the love that he has for you and I. Of him that sent me and finished his work is because of his love for us. Brethren, if you look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, I quickly want to get somewhere. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. He said, Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient, even unto death. See, yea, the death of the cross. Can I have another translation? Praise God. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. Please, if you have another translation, I would surely like that. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. And became vulnerable. And became vulnerable. Choosing to be revealed as a man. Choosing to be revealed as a man. And was obedient. And was obedient. He was a perfect example. He was a perfect example. Even in his death. Even in his death. A criminal's death by The Bible from beginning to the end. And there are some things I can see about the life of Jesus. There are certain things that are peculiar to the life of Jesus. Brethren, if you look at the Bible, if there is one person that should have the arrogance to be disobedient, it's Jesus. He can stand and say, Father, 
let me do it this way. Exactly. But his life was exemplified by subjecting to the will of the Father. Mm. The question is, whose will are you doing? Most times you want to make life decisions. It's easier to depend. They said, I depend on my gods. This is what my feeling is telling me. This is what my mind is telling me. Brethren, your mind can only tell you and move you to a particular space. Why is it that we depend on our feelings? Why is it that we depend on our mind? That take you anywhere. But the Bible says, if you trust in the Lord, how do I know? But trust in the Lord with what? The whole heart. Brethren, when it comes to God, there is no, uh, yes, I know he would do it, but let me help myself. Brethren, we've gotten it wrong to the place for us. And if you see it in the life of Jesus, it's total obedience. Total obedience. Brethren, even when he was about to die, when he was about to die, he looked up. The Bible recorded that he left his disciple according to Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. He went to pray. In the process of praying, he saw what is to come. And he did something. He said, Father, nevertheless, nevertheless, let your will be done. He said, if you can take this cup away from what? From me. Nevertheless, not my will, but that will be done. Brethren, I want to tell you something this morning, and this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. Is God in human form. At that point, when he saw what is to come, he came to the point of decision. Two things will happen. And that is what happened to us human beings. Every time, every point in time, when I say come, sorry sir, when I say come, sorry sir, just hold on. When I say come, two things happen. Two things. And I'm going somewhere. God has given us the gift of what? Choices. So when I say come, there are two things that happen. That is a decision point. Decision point means I have an opportunity to express my free will. And that is why God will remain God. He did not take his free will from us. Because when he's saying obedience, he's not saying I'm forcing you. I still want you to exercise your free will. But in the process of your free will, understand that I am still God. Brethren, understand that what? Decision point. You can decide to come, and you can decide not to come. But what will make you obey me? It's not because I am calling. It's because you have an understanding of the knowledge of the person that is calling. Sister, maybe you don't get it. You will only obey because you have an understanding of the knowledge of the person that is calling you. If you don't know me, if I call you, will you answer me? Verse 42. Let's look at it together. Look what? 22, 42. I'm sorry this morning, I'm a bit, I'm rushing so that. He said, saying, Father, if thou be willing, that means if you are willing, Father, though I know what to do, but if thou willing, remove this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be what be done. Brethren, I am standing this morning and I'm telling you, whose will are you doing? Whose will are you doing? Whose will are you doing? Your will. My will. Brethren, when Jesus said, 
my will is to do, or my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Brethren, what he's saying is, even people that are placed in the position of authority above you, obey them. Yes. Mm. Brethren, I've worked in several companies by the grace of God. I've seen people that graduated from the same class and all of a sudden, the person is reporting to that person. But what the Bible says is what? Obey. Obey. Submit. Brethren, even in church, there are some people that have been placed above you. Brethren, you might be better than them. Time and chance. Brethren, sometimes you say, why is it that he's the head of my department? After all, he doesn't know how to pray. Why is he the head of prayer? Why I can pray better? The moment that thought starts coming into our mind, it causes division. Brethren, yes. mm. as human beings, when people are placed above us, there is a reason for it. Yes. Why is it that the Bible says, wife, submit to your husband? The person has been placed in a position of what? Authority. Authority. I stand to tell us this morning, we might have everything, but if we cannot live a life of obedience, mm. then it becomes impossible. Our life, Jesus, our Lord Jesus, even unto death, the life that he lived, all true, was obedience to the Father. Even unto death, he looked at it and he told himself, not my will, but let your will alone be done. Let what? Your will alone be done. Brethren, because of time, can we look at what we have written before? First John chapter 2. We looked at verse 3. Can we quickly look at verse 4? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 4. First John chapter 2, verse 4. And um, I will quickly just round up because of time. Whoever says I know him. Whoever says that know him. fails to keep and obey his commandments. Is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Mm. Please go ahead and repeat it again. I need you to repeat it again. Whoever says I know him mm. but fails to keep and obey his commandments is a liar. Hallelujah. And the truth is not in him. Whoever, whoever says I know him mm -hmm. but does not keep his commandments yes. is a liar. And the truth is not what? In him. Mm -hmm. That is the word of God. That is the standard. Most times, if I want to ask a question, how well do you know Sister Tulu? Ah. How well do you know her? Or how well do you know Mommy B? Ah, mommy These of, are questions. Mommy of life. And in the process of answering that questions, there are several things that we start asking. What is his favorite color? Or what is her favorite food? I stand on the altar and I can say, some people, they are known for their favorite lines. For Pastor K. Mm. When he's on the altar, what is his favorite right? Shock you. Please repeat it, man. Shock you. Touch, can I shock you? Can I shock you? <laughs> but this morning, I won't shock you. <laughs> brethren, in knowing human beings, we ask questions concerning that is related to that question. Several questions. Someone said, What? I'm not. I'm very sorry. My brother. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is nothing as good as doing ourselves. 
So, as humans, there are several questions that we ask just in the process of saying, I know this person. But where I'm going this morning is, what are those things that we can say, or people can say, I know about Jesus Christ. I want to live my life about Jesus Christ. The Bible said, even unto death, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. Brethren, obedience, obedience, is the means by which we have fellowship and relationship with the Father. As I go, can we look at Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8? And I will leave. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. Said, although he was his son, what does it mean when the Bible says he was his son? He said, although he was his son, yet he learned obedience by the things which was he suffered. Brethren, why is it that God learned obedience through the things that he suffered? We should not forget that he's Christ, but the Bible recorded that although he was his son, but yet. He learned obedience from the things that he suffered. It means that if you are not in my shoes, you cannot say how he pinches. Brethren, our Lord is our high priest. And that is why when he died, the Bible recorded that. And God highly exalted him and gave him a name that is higher than every other name. Brethren, the death of God brought what is called eternal blessings concerning us. How do I know? His death, true obedience to the will of the Father, brought eternal blessings to us. How do I know this? If not for the death of Jesus on the Christ, on the cross, true obedience to the will of the Father, you and I today will not have access to the throne. The fact that we can be called the sons of God, the daughter of God, is because he paid the ultimate price. He sacrificed his life. Supreme the Bible Christ. says, even when we are yet sinners, Christ. he wants died for us. Brethren, the love that God has for us, out of obedience, out of obedience, he gave his life. He gave all, so that you and I can have eternal access to the King of Kings. How do we live our lives? How are we living our lives? How are we living our lives? Enough of trusting our feelings. Enough of trusting our gods. When God is calling us to obedience, what he's telling us is, come to my presence. Come and fellowship with me. Come and dialogue with me so that I release the right word for you. The word you need, I guide you. The word that you need to speak. How do I know that God will release the right word? Brethren, if you look at the life of Jesus, he always speaks the right word. Mm -hmm. The right word. How do I know this? Do we remember the story of the woman that was caught in the act? Mm. And when they brought her to the presence of Jesus, they had stones in their hand. Mm. All they are waiting for is she has been judged already. Mm. If not for God, 
He said, what did Jesus say? He without sin. To what? Has the gospel. Brethren, the right word. The right word. The right word. See, when you have fellowship and intimacy with God, it will give you the right word to use. It will give you the right word to say. It will guide you on the path to go. It will direct you on what to do. You will never make decisions based on sentiment. You will never make decisions based on look. You will, base this, you will make decisions based on the will of God. How do you know the will of God for your life? Trust Him. Trust Him. Say, trust the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. This is the sum of your heart. Say, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct your path. So this morning, I have good news for someone this morning. I don't know how you've been living your life. Can all eyes be closed this morning? Can all eyes be closed this morning? Brethren, there is nothing or there is no better way to say, Father, I love you. Yes. Better than obedience to yes. you. Yes. Yes. There is nothing else that you can say to yes. God. Yes. Better than, Father, I am here for you. Enough of running from him. Brethren, he loved you. He loved you. That was why he went to the cross for you. His death cannot be wasted concerning you. His death cannot be wasted concerning you and I. Brethren, this morning, with all eyes closed, you don't need to stand up. Are there ways you're saying, Father, I am sorry. I've not obeyed your words. Brethren, there are several things that God has released to us. How well do you take them? Is it not uh, Pastor K that is talking? Abba, I'll do it tomorrow. Procrastination. Is it not Pastor Chedu that is talking? I'll do it tomorrow. Brethren, the Bible recorded that he humbled himself and became obedient even unto death. That shows that there is a correlation between humility and obedience. Brethren, I don't know who wants to say, Father, I am sorry. The way I have lived my life, I am sorry. I come back to the throne of grace. I come back to the throne of grace. I come back to the throne of grace. Father, I was lost before, now I am found. Father, I am nobody without you. I've come to release myself to the throne of grace. Is there someone that is saying, Father, I am sorry. Father, use me. Brethren, this morning, can we just raise our voice? Can we just talk to our Father? Father, every way that might have disobeyed you, because disobedience is a sign of not having a relationship with you. Are there ways that I might have disobeyed you, Father? Brethren, I want us to open our mouths as I read. And begin to confess, Father, I am sorry. Father, I am sorry. Are there ways that you feel your life has not honored him? The grace of God is in the house this morning. The grace of God to save is in the house. The word of God says that his word, his spirit, means that he has life. Can we begin to speak the word of God concerning ourselves? Father, the grace to be obedient to your word. 
the grace to know you more. Father, release it to me and my family. Father, I am tired of the life that I am living. I've come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. Father, have mercy upon me. Father, have mercy upon me. Father, have mercy upon me. In my life and in my family, let your will be done. Let your will alone be done. Let your will alone be done. Let your will alone be done. Father, once again, we thank you. Father, once again, we bless your name. Father, once again, we exalt your name. Father, we make our mind to always submit to your will. Because in the process of submitting to your will, your name is glorified. Father, we pray this morning. The grace to be obedient. Father, release it upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, every form of pride. Every form of pride. Father, remove it from our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And you shall be exalted. Father, we humble ourselves before the throne of grace this morning. We have no power of our own. Father, lift us up in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray. Your death will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. We reconnect ourselves back to our source. In every way we detach from you. Father, we are saying we are sorry. Father, we are saying we are sorry. For everyone that is saying, Father, have mercy upon me. Father, let your mercy speak. Amen. Father, let your mercy speak. Amen. Let your will be done. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. For in Jesus' mighty name. We hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life-transforming and destiny-impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles. On Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, The Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.